welcome to our very first episode of the season. Today we will be chatting all about what Student Enterprise is and how we can help you start a successful business. I'm joined today by my amazing Student Enterprise team. With me I've got Kat Mack, the fantastic Student Enterprise Manager who looks after everything students start up here on campus and designs the opportunities on offer. Kate Bray is also joining us. She works on the entrepreneurial part of Student Enterprise and provides students with training and innovative short-term industry project placements. And last but not least, we are also joined by Jeff Knott, a former PhD student from the uni. Jeff started a couple of businesses during his PhD and postdoc and now leads Surrey's new PhD Accelerator program, which supports PhD students to commercialize their own research through new businesses. Let's get into it. Welcome guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited to have my team with me today. Ah, it's great to be here. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> See you every day. Um, I know we just had a short introduction of all of you, but I'd love if you could tell me a little bit more about what Student Enterprise is, um, the support you provide, the resources you provide, and all of your roles. Shall I start? Yeah. So, yeah, Student Enterprise is here on campus. We're based at the Enterprise Cube. Um, we are just outside the library, so you probably walk past us all the time if you're a student on campus. But we're here to support students who want to be more entrepreneurial, want to start their own businesses while they're at uni, um, explore ideas and, um, yeah, create startups and kind of that entrepreneurial um, community on campus. So lots of different things going on workshops and sessions and boot camps and uh, one-to-ones mentoring loads of stuff and um, people can get involved with so here on campus for all students um, and all disciplines anyone else chip something in i would say there's something for everyone at student enterprise whether it's a student coming in who's at the infant stage of trying to generate a business idea all the way through to somebody executing it. Um, and also we definitely cater for like the different personality types as well, learning types. So it's very diverse and very inclusive. Yeah, and students from all levels of study as well and once they've graduated. So people can stay in touch with Student Enterprise and keep getting support from us for two years um, after they graduate. So we've got a really good mixed diverse community um sort of buzzing away behind the scenes whilst everyone's doing their studies but it's it's stuff to do alongside that really so um we see yeah lots of different students coming through the doors yeah and i'm i'm gonna plug phd students because that's new <laughs> this year um, yeah so i'm uh, launching and managing the phd accelerator program um so we have traditionally um we've been really great at supporting undergrad students um but we have a whole community of PhD students, which are kind of a bit of an in-between a student and a member of staff. And, you know, they're working on their own research and they're very entrepreneurial, highly motivated, ambitious. They're already committed to this area. Um, and we're working to support them in a better way in terms of intellectual property as well, because they've got loads of ideas. And, you know, you can, uh, as I found out when I went through the system, which, you know, I, I first started... Um, my business as a PhD student here and I, you know, pitch for funding as a student and it's, you know, now surreal to be on the other side of it, mm -hmm. helping PhD students, um, you know, reach their goals. But one of the sort of tricky specific things is um, intellectual property. You don't want to disclose your secret and it's very mm -hmm. easy to do that and you can't really uh, fix that, but it's easy to avoid it from the beginning. So working hard to support PhD students with that. Yeah, and I think we've always had PhD students coming through the doors. 
And we can support PhD students and always have done with startup ideas that are not related to their research. That's really easy because they fit with everything else that goes on in student enterprise. So if someone comes in from biochemistry as a researcher doing their PhD and they want to start a shoe business, then student enterprise all over that. And we've mm. always been able to support that. But where I think we've had a gap is supporting those students who are commercializing their research. We've always um, had to sort of signpost them on. Um, for that more specific support. So that's why it's great to have Jeff now looking specifically at adding that extra layer of support with this really exclusive um, PhD accelerator offer. So yeah, that's that's kind of the the value add, I think, now for student enterprise, which is great. That's really great. And I think, and we'll go into some of the myths later, but I think what you touched upon there is really important that actually everyone is welcome to come. You don't have to be a business student. You can be an alum within two years. Um, and I think it's really good to know that you can actually come and get help with what you're interested in, even if you're a PhD student. Um, Kat, I'd love to know if you could tell me a bit about what kind of businesses people start through a student enterprise. Wow. All types of businesses. Um, yeah, so businesses ranging from um, photography, sort of freelancers, right through to high tech, high growth, sort of tech businesses, um, web platforms uh we have a housing um matching app we have people coming through with um lab plastic recycling businesses um uh, festival tent businesses uh loads of food (laughs) drink alcohol businesses lots of businesses that solve problems for students I think is a mm. is often a starting point for a lot of student businesses. They see a problem around them, mm. and then they want to tackle that problem because they know it exists. And so often their ideas come around those those kind of problems they're seeing as a student themselves. So lots of student facing um, business ideas. Um, we've had candle businesses. We've had um, kind of me- media and marketing businesses. Quite a lot of those. Um, lots more sort of impact led businesses are coming in as well. So ones that are trying to do some kind of social or environmental um, aim or incorporating that into their business ideas just loads loads of different things well I think as well with the business idea and a business concept it's very much bespoke to the person who's creating it so you know where they specialize in skills or where they're interested in it or as cat saying whether they've identified a problem where they're at in that stage of life but as well it's that variety from fintech to Cricket bars. Um, actually, fit <laughs> <laughs> into this from one extreme to another. Um, so you know, everyone is welcome in student enterprise. Um, there's not really one specific sort of business area or sector. Um, we literally cater for every um sector there don't we and sometimes Mm. it's ideas that are relating to their degree or what they're studying so without it being commercializing research necessarily like a phd student but just students that are studying um nursing are more likely Mm. to come up with an idea that's Mm. relevant in that field um but not necessarily and a lot of the time the idea is completely random and nothing to do with their studies it's about like kate said about their kind of interests um outside of of uni so we see a huge range real mix um, and some of those businesses go on to develop and grow and some of them will pivot and change and become something different. Um, but yeah, there's there's value in all of them. So anyone, any kind of idea is always welcome in student enterprise. Okay, mm. I'd love to know, because you manage and lead the entrepreneurial side of student enterprise. 
Could you share a little bit more about what that program is and how it benefits students? Well, entrepreneurial development is really important. Um, it's not just for um, the students who don't want to end up becoming entrepreneurs, um, but it's important because you know we're we're in a society now where it's challenging to end up getting jobs, um, which there's a job for life. Most people have to end up remaining current. We're in a fast paced environment now. We've got AI coming in. There's a lot of changes which are taking place and learning these entrepreneurial skills that allows people to capitalize on creating value for the businesses in which they're working. It also helps students level up their CV. It helps them gain uh, UK experience because what we try to do is we, um, well, we do it very well, we do it very successfully. We teach the students entrepreneurial skills. So they learn things like how to communicate effectively, the business value proposition, business modeling, um, all of these useful skills and techniques, um, how to become a T-shaped worker, project management. And then once the students end up learning these skills, they're then placed on project placements, which last for 70 hours. And they're placed in projects where they're helping businesses solve an innovative challenge. So then they're using these entrepreneurial skills in which I've just learned, but also they're able to utilize their academic work. Mm -hmm. and so um, the businesses end up naturally benefiting from this because they end up getting talented, passionate students solving a business challenge. But the students really benefit immensely from it. So we've had a number of companies as well end up recruiting students. Some have <laughs> ended up becoming co-directors and businesses as well. Um, so it, it is a wonderful scheme, this entrepreneurship, um, but also it's a, a great way for students to build on this as well and explore the entrepreneurial path. And other entrepreneurial activities like our um... Hackathons. internships, hackathons, things like that, that seem to naturally follow on once they've had training in entrepreneurship and have gained those skills. They're then looking for other places to either gain more or to use those skills. And like Kate says, sometimes they'll then, students might circle back round and, and come at an on, from an entrepreneurial perspective, mm. you know, thinking, what have I learned about, what skills have I learned within businesses that I could then apply to start my own business? Not always, but sometimes, and others will keep going on that entrepreneurial journey, gathering more skills, doing an internship, coming on the hackathon, continuing that that um, personal growth, and they may never start a business or may never aim to start a business. And either way is fine. And it's just a way for students to sort of explore that um, whilst they're here, whilst they've got the opportunity around them. Um, oh, sorry to interrupt, but could I just ask, just so we're very clear as well for people that might not know, what is the difference between entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship? Mm. Okay. Do you want? Okay. So <laughs> with the entrepreneurship, you're still, uh, that is actually something which I was going to jump in and talk about. You're still adding value to a company and you're still doing it in an entrepreneurial way. But the difference is that you're using the resources which a company already has in place. See, this is kind of going back to where I sort of first started off as then saying it's a fast pace, it's a changing um, economy, it's a changing environment which is out there. Um, it's tough for businesses as well. And for students to end up doing well, um, they 
you know, and for workers in general. They need to be making sure that their time is adding value um, to an organisation because, you know, sometimes... I've, and I see this in project management as well with students that are coming through. Um, if they don't really understand that value proposition, they can be spending time as well as on the entrepreneurial side. They can be spending so much time solving a problem which actually isn't a problem that needs to be solved. Um, and businesses just don't have that time. Um, and on the entrepreneurship side, Kat, if you want to... I mean, I mean for me entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship are the same thing the same skill set it's just you know in, in layman's terms an entrepreneur runs their own business and an entrepreneur works within a business to innovate so you might have the same sorts of ideas you need to be resilient in both scenarios you need to be a problem solver you need to be a good communicator you need all the same skills but one is for your own benefit and in your own business and doing your own thing and following your own desires and the other is to follow the desires of a company or to fulfill the brief of a um, employment, if you like. So you might gain entrepreneurial skills and go on to work within companies using those skills, or you might gain them and become an entrepreneur. So it's a, it's the mm. same or very similar skill set. Um, it's just how you apply it. I think it's really great, actually, that you touched upon that as well, because when you hear student enterprise, you might assume that that actually is only for entrepreneurs who wants to have their own venture. But actually, we also offer services if you want to be employed, but you still want to have those entrepreneurial aspects of your career. And, yeah. and sometimes people go on to an entrepreneurial career later in life as well, mm -hmm. or, you know, come round to that. So it's a skill set that stays with you and you'll develop through your employed career and might um, apply that entrepreneurially later. Jeff, I'd love to know, because you're someone who's gone through the process of starting a business during your academic journey here at the University of Surrey. What were the challenges that you faced and how did student enterprise contribute to your success as an entrepreneur? Oh, I got I a lot of challenges. <laughs> on the spot here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was a PhD student and I think maybe halfway through it, um, my gut feel was like I need, I need to do something bigger, something that uh, impacts a lot of people in a positive way. I want to work with people more. Um, but it was very uh, early stage. I had no idea about... Um, all the things that student enterprise trained me up in, like how to do a financial forecast, mm. what cash flow is. I had zero concept of that, but it's so <laughs> important true. for setting a business up, monthly cash mm, flow, yeah. like mm. survival of a business. Zero concept of it before. Um, all the way to you know meeting great people that you can bounce ideas off. There's a lot of value in that. Not being in your own echo chamber, having, you know, like Kate said, presuming that you're solving a problem that's really important, but it might mm. not be. Um, so it's good to test your ideas as well and always seek constructive um, criticism and feedback. And the, net, the community has been really useful for that. Um, all the way to very practical stuff like pitching for funding or even learning what a pitch is. Like wh what are you asking for? How to structure and ask from here's the problem, here's the solution, here's the opportunity, here's the market, here's my team, this is why we're the right people and this is why it's the right time to do this. And I want your money or I want your advice <laughs> or I want like something, mm. a call to action at the end. Um, and student enterprise guided me through that journey where it, at the beginning it was all a lot of motivation, but I lacked uh, awareness of what the next steps were because there's a lot of baby steps to build a business. Um, but that's what I, that's what they helped me with. And I think um, a lot of, a lot of student businesses are the same. Like they come to student enterprise with an idea 
but not necessarily with the skills or knowledge of how to take that forward. Mm. So you know, when they come through the doors, one of us will sit down with them, try and work out what the idea is, challenge them on it, ask lots of questions, find out you know, what, what their ambition is. And, and again, like challenge them on whether that is a real problem that they're trying to solve or if they've even thought about what the problem is because people often come with this solution mindset and kind of, mm. I've got this yeah. great idea, this is the solution yeah. and, and it's taking them back to like, yeah, but what's the problem? Why yeah. do you need that solution? Is it a solution to a real problem? Yeah. So I think like Jeff's journey is very typical that people would have an idea, but then, okay, how, what are the fundamentals for making, getting that to move? And when you mentioned the community and it's like Jeff has been a really big part of the community ever since that point because I probably <laughs> yeah. joined the enterprise half well towards the end of your journey as a PhD yeah. right yeah that's right yeah. and so you at that time were coming out the other side of student enterprise and have always been part of the community going forward to like give back to the other students and to share that experience and share the learnings you had with those students coming through so I think that feature of student enterprise having a community that is you know, people of all the different levels and stages of business. So levels of study, stages of business. You can have a PhD who's got a brand new idea or you can have an undergraduate first year who's already running a business. And mm. it really is that mm. mixed. People don't find us on day one of their first year and have an idea that day. It just doesn't work like that. It's not linear. Like people come in at all different points in, the, in their kind of university experience and all different stages of a business development. Um, sometimes we've got to take them back, like I say, to that beginning what's the problem sort of mm. um, question. And sometimes they're already underway with that process or they're you know, doing something successfully, but all of them contribute different things to community. And I think that that network is really valuable to students and having other people who've gone, there, gone through it and been there, done that, um, talking to them, I think is far more value than me sitting down with them and, <clears throat> excuse me, me sitting down and kind of asking them questions or talking to them from my perspective. I think I'd like to think that was helpful in some way and beneficial, but I think the most beneficial thing is when you see students talking to each other and, and are talking to other um, students who've been through it or graduates, um, you know, sitting in a room with boot camp um, going on where you've got 20 students, all with different ideas and earliest stage working on different things, different sectors. Like we said at the beginning, you know, you've got shoe people over there and you've got someone doing a food company um, and then you've got someone with crickets and everyone. Ooh. Ooh, crickets. Cricket <laughs> yeah. um, everyone working on their different ideas, but in the room together physically mm. and sort of metaphorically, because sometimes it's just online stuff as well. But it's that creating that environment to share ideas and to be able to say, how did it work for you? Or what should I do next? Or what do people think of this idea is just the best. That's the best part for me, the best part for students. I think the most valuable bit creating those mm. networks in the community. And it's the yeah. safe environment as well, because I think a number of students as well, it's about, you know, trying to work out what problem they're solving, minimizing the risk, but yeah. ultimately you kind of have to go out skin your hands and knees don't you as then try things out you have to really go out there and apply yourself so again that community is there to have a shared learning experience and support each other yeah, yeah. and go on jeff yeah i'd say there's a longer term value as well because it helps build your networks so yes. you might mm. meet loads of people right now and they might help sound ideas you know, for the next few weeks, months. In a few years' time. In a few years' time, you have no idea yeah. what, you know, a lot of business is, it's not really on online or on social media. It's who you know and 
if people know you're working on a specific problem or a business, there's so much value in that extended network. Yeah. And still now your people come around in my network from even students and grads that either offer some value back in or where I can see an opportunity and I can link them up. And I think that it is an ongoing network. It doesn't just end mm. when people graduate by any stretch. In fact, yeah, sometimes it just starts. Point, mm. Often yeah. students are working on ideas or thinking about things and it's when they graduate that it really starts and that's when they go all in. And I think the great thing about student enterprise having that extra window beyond graduation is like Kate said, it's a safe place to test things out and test that idea. And the chance of your student business idea being the one like, that makes it big time is probably not that likely, but it's a, it's a learning experience and, it, and student enterprise is so practical and so hands-on. And we're not just in a classroom teaching, we're, we're, we're training and we're learning together and creating opportunities for people to learn through the doing of business. And I think sometimes they, they have a go and it fails and they can just fail quickly, have some funding from student enterprise that's not their own money. They're not having to invest. Mm. They've got the, the sort of security around them that safety net of us and each other and the university to fail and it not be disastrous they probably at that stage don't have a mortgage to worry about they haven't got dependents maybe they can just have a go learn and then try again um you know and that's sometimes how it works that students first idea isn't the one but then mm. they go on to create other things and other things and then do great things and they just started by learning in an environment where they could make a mistake and mess up and it wasn't going to be catastrophic for their life. You know, mm -hmm. we're here to give them that opportunity now and up to two years after they graduate so that when they're out in the big wide world and they do have responsibilities, they've hopefully gone through some of that early learning, um, you know, making those mistakes yeah. that they won't repeat. Yeah. Um, make, the make, make the mistakes now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can reflect on my own experience. So I pitched for um, funding. Um, but it took three failed attempts to reach that. <laughs> and actually a complete idea shift. I, I was working on something, failed twice, completely shifted to another thing, the cricket protein. And then, <laughs> but even yeah. that took, I think it was two attempts, and then boom, won some money. And that helped us go on to the next step because mm. then it was like, oh, you know, where we were, we had to purchase a lot of product and winning that funding just de-risked the whole yeah. trying something new. Um, That's but also even a testament, isn't it, to you got set back a couple of times, but you still kept going and then you managed to get that funding and then actually launch your business. And you only did that because you kept going. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Perseverance. Yeah, because you're, you're the one who gives up, really. It's like the, there's a lot of external pressures, but at the end of the day, if you stop, then it stops. Um, but as, as Kat's saying, like, it's so important you can make those mistakes here now. Like there's such a huge safety net to do that, make those learnings now. I think as well, um, the key thing is, is it's safe to pivot. Um, and also, you know, every time a student has a milestone in which they need to overcome, like you were saying, your funding took three attempts to get it. There is um, help around you. There's, we've got um, the business expert, we've got mentoring. Um, so you're able to receive um, some really good feedback and, you know, teaching you some skills on what to do next time. I'm getting looked at at the moment to make sure I talk into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the mentors, they'll ask you questions you didn't even know existed, mm. which is really valuable because yes. they've got business experience. 
Absolutely. And yeah. it's also coming from outside of your mind and your business, isn't it? Because you look at your business in a certain way, but it can yeah. be so valuable to get asked those questions and think about things that you didn't even consider before. Because yeah. you can have your blinkers on, can't you? Yeah. I think everyone thinks their idea is a great idea. Mm. Obviously, mm. otherwise you're not going to pursue it. So usually people come in and they say, I've got this great idea. And then, you know, it's outside perspective is really important. But also fundamentally talking to the people that you think are your customers yeah. and making sure that they agree with you that it's a good idea. Uh, but we can link people up with mentors, as just been mentioned, at different points in their sort of the life cycle of their business or the, the span of their time um, within student enterprise. So it might not be, it's, it's rare that someone would f come and find a mentor from us and stay being mentored by that person forever or for, for the whole time they're at uni. But we have mentors who have different sort of skill sets or experience. So sometimes it's the right time for a particular person to get help from a particular mentor. And so, um, and, and particularly after they've had some investment or money from us, we would um, try to link them up with the most suitable person to help them spend the money wisely and support them with, because it's actually harder to spend money than yeah. you think. People <laughs> pitch for money. Nah, it's quite easy. <laughs> well, it's easy to spend money unwisely. Yes. Yeah, saying, that's not saying I've done that. that. Oh, I was going to jump in when you're talking because um, cash is king. And yeah. when you're starting something up, you can throw money at the wrong thing, definitely. Yeah. But you really need to learn how to bootstrap, don't you? Um, and make sure money is going where it absolutely needs to on the activities which matter most, which, again, is the key theme um, yeah. in the entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial route. I'd love it if we could go through some of the myths about student enterprise. Um, so I will ask you a couple of questions and I'd love if we can just go through and you can debunk the ones that are not true. Okay. <laughs> so one of the myths, we actually touched upon this briefly earlier, but is that student enterprise is only for business students. <laughs> <laughs> that is a myth. That's false. Um, Any we, student. We do get a lot of business students in student enterprise. Obviously, naturally, mm. it links with their course and they've joined up to do business because they're interested in business. So, mm. yes, we do get loads of business students, but it's not just for business students. And loads of other students are also part of student enterprise. So very much for everybody. Yeah, I was not a business student. <laughs> I did go. mechanical engineering and um, the vast majority of PhD students I'm supporting right now, the startups they're working on, uh, a minority of those happen to come from uh, a business background. Yeah. Yeah, particularly PhD accelerator. Yeah. 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 And another one is that you need to have a business already before you approach student enterprise. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> come and see us, <laughs> Ethan, if you're in the idea generation side. Um, because it's really important to understand the customer's needs, understand uh, what the next best alternative is. Um, we can definitely help you on that journey. And if you never want to start a business, you can still come and get the entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial skill sets. So, yeah, you don't need a business. Yeah, yeah if you want to get excited, if you're, ex I'd say, even if you don't know what you want to do, if you even don't have a business idea, you just feel that. You've got energy, creative energy, and you want to work with people and something Entrepreneurial exciting. Entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, even if it's an intangible as that, mm. like you could support someone else that has, they're building a, a team and you might have some skills or experience that can complement what they're working on. Co-founders needed often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one is that it's hard to win money. Oh. In your experience, <laughs> three times a charm. Uh, oh gosh, that's tricky. 
Um, it depends how you look at it. So at the time, I found it difficult because it was a bit. It was a learning experience as well. So, um, oh from my that perspective, <laughs> I organise the vast majority of the panels for people to pitch for money in student enterprise. In my experience, it's not hard. You come and you 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 apply for the money, and anyone can apply. There's no sort of hard and fast rules on that. Every opportunity has a different kind of um, criteria and that's set out really obviously on the application forms and on our social media when we promote it. But um, I think it's probably more of a blocker that people think, like you say, it's the, think it's going to be too hard and that they won't be in the running. But the reality is for some of our pots of money, which happen regularly through the year, we might have 20 applicants. We might see 10 of those pitch and we might give money to say five or six or seven of those, depending on how much there is and the quality of the applications. So actually from my side, it's really easy to win money. You just have to go for it. And you might not win it the first time, but the chances are if you apply for money more than once through your time in student enterprise, you're likely to get the money. Because if you don't win it the first time, we'll talk to you about how to make a better pitch next time or what was missing or why you didn't get it. And you can come back stronger the next time or the next time. And then you get the money then. So it's really rare for someone to go as far as applying for money and not mm. not eventually getting it, actually. And I think that is a myth that people think, oh, I won't have a chance because there's probably hundreds of people applying for each pot. And it's only little old me. But actually, people, like I said, to actually use money and be at a point in your business where you've got something to spend money on and something to, to ask for is already a, a hurdle to have passed. So if you're at that point that you think, actually, I could really do with some money for this, then you're ahead of a lot of other people anyway. Um, and then going through the application process and getting that application in, again, you're ahead of the ones who didn't. And then of those, you're going to be narrowed down to a decent field, I would say, of you know maybe 10 people that we might see for each um, opportunity, maybe 15 if it's a big, if it's a big opportunity. Um, and then you know at least a quarter or maybe a half of those will win money each time. And again, it's regularly through the year. So I would say don't be put off by the idea that you won't win anything or you're not good enough. Some of our money is specifically for early stage ideas. So the whole point is that you're at an early stage. So feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not far enough along is actually completely um, you know, counterintuitive because we want people who are not far along to win things like Propeller Fund. Mm -hmm. Propeller Fund is there to get you moving. So it's for early ideas. And if someone came with an advanced idea, they wouldn't get the money. So actually early is good. So those people who might otherwise think I'm not ready for, you know, to go and pitch for money, I'm not good enough, almost definitely are the right people. So yeah, don't be put off by the idea that pitching for money is hard and reach out for help before the pitch as well if you need it, because we can help you create a pitch deck, tell you, like Jeff said, what does that mean? What does it entail? Give you a template, help you to develop those slides and even pitch practices and, and learning how to stand up in front of um, a panel or you know people in the room which I know is really nerve-wracking for some people but all of that is stuff that we can help support so um, don't be put off yeah and it's the right skill set as well to learn how to articulate your business idea and concept um, and I think everyone should be applying for it as well because again it's a safe environment um, in the worst case scenario, you get to pitch your idea and you get to talk about your business concept, which you're passionate about for five to 10 minutes in front of a panel of experts 
who can then ask you questions and give you some advice. So and they're, I think they're friendly experts yeah, as well. They're, they're not people they're, who they are, like, they are there to, to yeah, they <laughs> want to scrutinise. People yeah. want you to do well. When they mm. when you come to a panel and there's three people sat on the panel, they all want you to do well. Yeah, they're likely to be someone in our team. There'll be. Um, one of our mentors or a couple of our mentors, maybe an academic from the business school who's got an entrepreneurship interest, they want to give the money away. The money's there mm. to be had. So you should feel supported to come and pitch and not feel intimidated by it. This is the first safe place to do that. You know, there'll be definitely bigger and scarier places to pitch later Completely. when you're you're going for bigger amounts of money. But these pots are here and design the panels designed to give people that experience that's what we want them to come and do mm. and we want to give them the money we want them to take away the money and go and spend it on, on good stuff and doing good things i think as well there's like another method to that about um you know only extroverts should be applying um i don't think that's the case either you know introverts as well should be definitely um applying for this um you know, there's, again, student enterprise is really open for everybody. Um, we've got the skills and the workshops to be able to um, cater as well to bring people, you know, from that idea generation through to the execution. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm going to add? Go for it, Jeff. Because <laughs> you cut out the piece earlier. <laughs> I would say, even if it was difficult, I'd say there's value in that mm, because yeah. you only really grow when you put yourself out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I remember I hated the idea of presenting and pitching because mm. it is a vulnerable experience. Now look at you, you're on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the first of the week. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, but it, yeah, it gives you a good opportunity to practice as well. Mm. Absolutely. And Jeff, um, you are leading the PhD Accelerator program. Could you tell us a little bit more about its objectives and how it's different from a usual student startup and how it empowers PhD students to commercialize their research through new businesses? Yeah, sure. Sure. So um, I'm really focusing on PhD students working to commercialize their research because they have they're in a really unique, powerful position where what they create from their research there's a lot of support that they can unlock from the university in terms of patenting it, supporting you to figure out industry to license it to, or supporting you to spin out a company. There's access to investment. There's access to our entrepreneurs and residents, the incubation services, and you'll also benefit from the core business uh, sort of skills and workshops and network in student enterprise as well. So there's an added layer of support because PhD students commercializing the research are in a unique position. They have intellectual property that could be really valuable. And the university and me, I'm keen to support them. <laughs> Amazing. I think that's really, really great. Um, and in terms of people being successful, what are some of the key factors that contribute to the long-term success of a student-led startup? And how does student enterprise continue to support these businesses even after they've launched? Good one. What are the key features of a successful business person that comes through our ranks or businesses um i think the person actually if that wasn't the question it's the person for me um and not to say they come in with loads of experience or knowledge but it's an attitude thing mm. and it's a drive to want to learn it and you know we talked about funding and how it's um is it easy isn't it easy to get not everyone get, wins every pitch that they you know do with us and not everyone is successful at every turn but it's the ones that keep working hard and keep trying and keep asking for help and keep coming back. It's great to have students come in or graduates come in and 
ask for more stuff and you know we want them to ask us for stuff mm. um that's shows they're engaged mm. and it, it helps us to um i suppose to kind of do our jobs really and helps connect them and support them to go further because mm. we can't create the businesses for them and you know if they have a great idea it's not for us to run with that in fact it's in our contracts that we will not run with that idea <laughs> but we support them to do it but we can only support them if they continue to want to do it so if people come knocking on the door repeatedly and saying but what about this and can i do that and can you help me with this that's great that for me is the key sign of someone who's going to be successful maybe with this idea maybe with a different idea maybe just in their career as you know as an employed person in employment um but I think that's probably the one off the top of my head, the single most mm. important factor for somebody who's going to be successful. It doesn't just success doesn't just fall on somebody, not entrepreneurial success. Mm. Um, very, very much self-made, self-made. Making, making use of the opportunities and support around you. Yeah, yeah it is that resilience um, and communication as well. Um, you know, when things when you've got to go out there and you've got to go into the world, you've got to secure contracts and all of the rest, it's, it's always having a good spin on your business and what you do, being able to storytell as well. I think all of that helps as well because it then brings people in on your journey um, and it helps you build that necessary network of support. And what about after they've launched? Do they still stay in touch with you? Do you still help them kind of after that point? Yes. Um, Aaron, who was on one of the other podcast episodes, when he was in recording, he just popped by um, to see me at the Enterprise Cube at the end. And we realized we had like six topics to talk about, even though he's been graduated for about two years now. So he's recently taken an intern on from our intern scheme. So the Surrey Digital Interns, which um, student enterprise um fund and run so he's had an intern this summer he's coming to do a stall for us with his business um he's been doing the podcast there's loads so yes the connections are there i think we talked touched on it earlier the Mm. network doesn't stop when you graduate Mm. sometimes it's just beginning and often it just carries on um, and we are able to offer opportunities to students when they graduate um to upskill them, but also to actually benefit their business or for their business to benefit some of our other students. So those connections go on and on. And, and actually, it's one of the nicest parts of the job to see businesses and you know student entrepreneurs, graduate entrepreneurs doing really well and to stay in touch and see over the years the longevity of their business. Um, you know, it's lovely. I'm, I'm, I Instagram follow lots of them through the student enterprise channels um, and personally now after graduation and see their successes. And, and follow what they're doing. And, and there's often opportunities for them to come back and, and kind of uh, present or provide um, other opportunities for students that are coming through. So that's a, that's a best bit for me. A best bit, because there's lots of best bits. So <laughs> it's one of my best bits, another one. Amazing. And if people want to get involved with Student Enterprise, how can they do that? What's the easiest way for them to get in touch? Yeah, so the socials are really strong in Student Enterprise. So follow us on at Surrey Student Enterprise. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, um, not on TikTok yet, although it's coming, <laughs> um, and Facebook. And you can see us on all of those channels. So everything goes out on there. If you also come and pop in on us in the Enterprise Cube, we're just 
by the library. So everyone knows um, the library, Simply Fresh. We're just outside there. And um, you can pop in. If nobody's there, then scan the QR code on the door. That will get you into our um, mailing list and you'll get our newsletter and updates so you won't miss anything that's happening because, again, all our opportunities go out on there. And if something comes out saying apply for this funding to test your idea, that is for you. You know, it is for everybody that signs up there. So if, if you're seeing it in your inbox, it means it's something relevant for you from Student Enterprise and it's a, it's a welcome you into Student Enterprise. And in fact, that's what the form is called when you go there. It says, welcome to Student Enterprise. So that's the best way to sign up, follow what we're doing, sign up to our um, newsletter, which is our community really, um, and pop in and see us at the Enterprise Cube. Amazing. And before we finish the episode, I just want everyone to get to know you guys a little bit better. So a little game. Okay. Um, and it's just quick fire. I will ask you a couple of questions and it will be what you prefer, this or that. And there needs to be no context necessarily unless you want to discuss. <laughs> and we do not know these questions. We have no idea. Um, and they're That's really worrying. random. Um, but just to, for people to get to know you guys a little bit more. Can we start with mm. the fact that I am Kat and this is Kate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just to clarify that. Because that is probably the biggest running joke in student enterprise that people come through the door and always confuse us, call us the wrong names. They've emailed us. They think we're different. They think we're the same person sometimes. Yeah. Um, often people yeah. come in and say to me, oh, Kat asked me to speak to you. And I'm like, I am Kat. Um, or they'll go and talk to Kate and they, they we get confused all the time. Apologies that our names are similar. But yeah, that's a bit of an ongoing joke in student enterprise but we're quite different people as you might find out in a minute when we well we'll see okay so ketchup or mayo ketchup <laughs> overthinking can i say both no i love mixing it's them one or oh, i do one or the other. You've got, if you've got a pick ketchup. No, come on ketchup, ketchup. Isn't Pressure. the correct name tomato sauce? <laughs> oh, that, must the, that must be the New Zealander in you, I think. <laughs> um, okay, Spotify or Netflix? Netflix. <laughs> D- it depends what. <laughs> uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, night in or night out? Oh, <laughs> it depends what. <laughs> I love night out. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, baffled in, in. that cat said in. <laughs> in every night in family commitments. I like just my Netflix and yeah, a bit of pizza or something. That'd be my go-to. <laughs> okay, definitely a night in. And then this one, I feel like it's quite controversial. Well, not necessarily, but call, <laughs> calls or texts. Are you one of the people that are like, do not call me, text me, I don't want to speak to anyone on the phone? Or are you one of those people who's like, oh, I don't really want to text, just call me? Oh, now that is hard because I can talk the hind legs off a donkey, but equally text back and forward all the time. So both all at the same time. (laughs) I'd probably be on a call whilst texting somebody else, teamsing somebody else and putting a LinkedIn post out. That would be me. I'm a strong believer in calls now, but Ah. I didn't used to be. I was all about the emails clearly articulated too long, keep emails short, and texts back and forth on WhotsApp. Nah, I'm, I've got into voice notes and calls now. Voice notes. I love the voice answer. Note. Voice note is the perfect combination of a text and a yeah. call because Absolutely. you haven't got to commit to picking up the phone and then yeah. there's noise in the background or you can't actually pay full attention, but you can still yeah. do it by voice yeah. and mm. in a human way. Conversational. Yes. Yeah. I'm with Jeff. If I can avoid a text message or an email, I will do that. <laughs> I know, because every time I ask you something, you call me. Yes. <laughs> I'll be like in my pyjamas, I'll be like, hi! <laughs> oh, I'm definitely a caller. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on, guys. I absolutely loved having you. Thank um, you, June. Yeah, thank you very Come much. Come and see this us at great. Student Enterprise. Come to the Enterprise Cube. We are there. We want, we want PhD students as well. Yeah. PhDs PhD and everyone students. else. You're everyone in a great position. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. You change the world. Everyone is welcome. Cricket protein. <laughs> All business ideas as well. And um, yeah, do jump in yeah. and say hello. See you soon. Welcome to Student Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs>